Welcome to the Blue Pod. <laughs> yes, it is the Blue Pod. You don't need to check your podcast app if you got through Love after Blue 15 Pod. seconds. Looked back down at your phone and thought if I clicked on the right episode, you have. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, you promised a new intro. That was a banger. That was unexpected. <laughs> well, I said we had to go for something more positive because originally the change was going to be pessimistic. So I had to had to mix it up. I had to get everyone uh, when pumped up. When you started up. playing it, I was truly like, where is this going? And then obviously I've gotten onto the lyric and I'm with you. I believe in the miracle. <laughs> I felt like I was possibly like at the club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speak behind the curtain to uh, the Blue Crew listeners. Maddie and I are remote record tonight and we're both bopping along on the screen to the intro. Can't say we've done that previously. No. Good note to start on, Maddie, for a good game. Um, Last game of the round and we saved the best till last, didn't we? A very convincing 53-point victory over the Dockers. How good was that? Yeah, it it was uh, almost boring in the best possible way wasn't it it was always in the bag another game where we came out of the blocks they couldn't score and we just walked away with the victory romped away with it um if you're new to the blue pod uh and you're wondering what's going on after that intro (laughs) i'll take it back a step we break our episodes down into four quarters and in the first quarter we give our reactions to the game in the second quarter we deep dive on the players and cast best and fairest votes in the third quarter we look at things from the things from the coach's box perspective and in the fourth, we open our mailbag. So, Maddie, let's dive in. All right. Frio, 6 9 45. We're defeated by our mighty blues, 14 14 98. Disappointing we didn't clock over the 100. That would have been nice. That <laughs> would have been good. <laughs> we had Charlie Kerno in his 100th game with three, McKay with three, Owies with two, Chera Cottrell, Doherty, Fogarty, Kennedy, and here's the one you don't see on the list often McGovern. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's getting a piece of the pie. Disposals, we had Walsh with 32, Cripps with 29, Doc with 28, Chera with 27 in phenomenal form, Akers with 23, and Newman in his 100th with 23. Maddie, as you say, an almost boring win, but last week you said uh, the jury was out. Do we just beat up on average teams or can we perform against a decent squad? And to win like that over there, uh, I think that's a step towards a positive answer to that question. Yep, no, it's another another tick in the box, uh, another win, three in a row, hitting some form, and gee, they've flipped the switch, haven't they? They're just looking like a completely different team. What magic dust did Voss sprinkle after the before the Gold Coast game? I know it's it, yeah. You'd think maybe post buy you could sort of be like, oh, okay, they've all gone away, had a break, and figured something out. But we got a glimpse of it before the buy, and they've they've maintained the rage. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and it's been the same every game. It hasn't been different styles. It's been the same consistent style that they've implemented to win all three, which I think is also promising. Yeah, exactly. Well, you always went on at the beginning of the season that they're really building towards the back end and managing players. Maybe we've done that really hardcore and just saved uh, just, <laughs> all our good form for the end of the year. So we're right hitting our straps when it gets. So what you're saying is if we do make finals, we're pretty much a gimme to make the grand final. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just a genius plan all along, I wish. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happened. Even the Gold Coast game, that first quarter was a bit ominous, the same stodgy play. And then, bang, second quarter onwards, we've just gone without looking back ever since yeah um and just just look like a totally new team and it, the question begs like is it great that it's happening yes but why on earth 
is it, did it take so long? I know. And and we'll talk about it later, but Voss made some interesting comments in his presser about mm. changes to what they did. But it, it, it's funny though, because everything's now clicking. The back line looks rock solid, like impossible to yep. score against. Um, so good. All of a sudden the midfield looks dangerous and, and not so slow. And yep. up, up forwards, we got options and we're kicking relatively straight. We're not dead eyes, but we're doing a lot better than what we were. Yeah, it's, it was a low bar. We actually look like, yeah, there's some dangerous options up there now. It's crazy, isn't it? Everyone's just, well, not everyone, but enough players have just found form at the right time. The team's clicking. The confidence is contagious. Mm. And you said to me in a message during the game, um, is this the best we've looked since, you know, the early days of last year where we looked like a really strong team. And I think so. Yeah. It's reminiscent of that, isn't it? Harry looked like he was a loving life. How confident did he look? And I reckon getting him involved in a few of those ruck contests and stuff, I don't think did him any harm either. I think, you know, gave me a few touches around the ball. Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, he had career high disposals, which will... Was it? Oh, there you go. I didn't realise that. Then. Yeah. So he was just involved in everything. It's just... And uh, Cher and Akers playing against their old sides both had really strong performances and just the... The pressure uh, and the ability. I'll tell you what I love the most about this game. Yeah. When at halftime I was like, this is amazing, but Freo are going to come back at some point. And previously teams know if they put pressure on us long enough, you know, the damn wall breaks and we stop. But we we didn't. Foot down, three weeks in a row now, we haven't relented. And this time against a better opposition, albeit, you know, not what we've got next week, not top of the table stuff, but or second on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, just just a really strong third quarter where we actually went the opposite way and put the foot right to the pedal and they, the, the game was done by the end of the third, well and truly. It will be fascinating to look back, I don't know, maybe a year down the track and when we've got a, a good gauge of where the team's gone from here. But the whole defensive side of the thing they brought on and and trying yeah. to clamp down and, and develop that side of the game came about because of all those runs that we used to get against us. Even when we're winning games, teams yeah. were getting back into games and everyone Doing was... Doing those four or five goal runs. Yeah, and everyone was obviously very critical about, uh, mm. yeah, the the way we let teams in. And so that became a real focus to our detriment almost. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, we seem to have struck this balance. And as you say, though, the, the pleasing thing is we haven't had any of those against us. So... Yeah. Well, we look back and say, gee, we just knuckled down on defense for, I don't know, three months and, and, uh, look at the complete co- cost. Yeah, it cost, it cost us a season, but gee, did we fix some issues and now we're on, we're on the right path? Or was it just a, is this just a, a, uh, what's the word? Anonymous. Happy coincidence. Yeah. 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 Um, is yet, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. But yeah, look, well, loving it for now. It is great for now. And, Look, we'll get to it. Best case scenario, you know, the season's alive, as we said on our, our socials. The pilot light is on yep. after that victory, which is which is exciting. But, you know, we won't get ahead of ourselves either. Um, at the least, it's really good to feel like we're finding some form and maybe, like you say, those tinkerings with the game plan. Maybe it's taken a while to click. But if this could be a great run-up into a better year next year, it's certainly better than limping to the line um, and having a shocking end to the year, and at least we've seen we've seen maybe what they're trying to do, and we can at least use the rest of this um, year as a launch pad, if nothing else. Yeah, I remember us talking previously. God, I can't remember what the topic was about. Maybe it was about playing certain players and saying that it worked or something like that. I remember, I remember on previous pods we've talked about like it's good for people to see what you're trying to do works. Uh, yeah, and I think now we've done we've done this style of game plan three weeks in a row, so that's got to give the players some 
some belief. belief. Uh, and, uh, in a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I apologise to everyone for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that they'll do them the world a good, knowing that what they're doing is working and they've seen it work repetitively. So hopefully that will give them a lot of faith in games maybe where it's not going quite as well for us for them to stick at, stick at the task. Yeah, because they know it can work, whereas in the early stage of the season, um, yeah, you'd be forgiven for dropping your head, wouldn't you? Um, I don't know. How do you feel? Let's. We'll move on in a second, but are you are you excited? Are you still cautiously optimistic or just enjoying it for what it is? Oh, loving the victories. It's been awesome. So... As you say, almost boringly awesome at times. <laughs> I, I know, because you sort of like at quarter time, you're like, oh, notch that up as a win. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Just Port Adelaide. Fair, it, it's nice to be able to look forward to a game against a top of the table team rather than look for uh, look at yeah with the trepidation. And so yeah. that part of it will be lovely. Um, it'll be interesting how we feel about this this time next week. But um, yeah. nice to nice to have the season alive. Nothing worse than um, having mm. a, having a dead last half of the season as we're all probably very used to over the last decade or so. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, it's an impressive victory, Maddie. Frio aren't hopeless. I know they've ebbed and flowed in their form, but yep. geez, we, we seem to play all right against them. And they got the some... blue baggers who are over there, you know, obviously found their voice, but we silenced the crowd early and yep. they're a decent mob. And to win over there that convincingly, it's a pretty big victory. I'm pretty stoked. With it. Yeah, it is. No, I, yeah, I think it's fair enough to be pretty stoked with, like you say, going over to Perth's never an easy ask. And, uh, Frio have a bunch of good players. They've got some really good young midfielders who have been playing really well. Brayshaw, Sarong. Yeah. Um, they've got some good defenders. They've got the couple young forwards. Um, Amos. Darcy killing us in the rock. Yeah, big ruckman. They're not a bad team. And, yeah, you're right. They've sort of maybe ebbed and flowed a little bit. They've struggled. Um, maybe going through similar things to what we're going through uh, with just tinkering with their game plans and, and figuring it out. But definitely over in Perth, I think. It was over in Melbourne. Probably wouldn't quite yeah. get the cred, but I think going over there yeah. and doing it like we did, I think, um, shows that we're we're at least going in the right direction, hopefully. Yeah, and you've got to enjoy these moments. We had such misery for so many weeks in a row that um, you've really got to enjoy it. So if Dom, our listener, is still overseas, he must remain over there. <laughs> Your dad must remain in the country. Let's keep it going. All right, Maddie, let's dive into the second quarter. Lots of excellent performances from the players to talk about. All right, second quarter. We'll start it as we always do by naming our boy and our whipping boy. Our boy is someone who doesn't make it into our votes, but we really like what they brought. And our whipping boy is someone who needs to perhaps lift a little. Maddie, who was your boy this week? Um, I'm g- I'm going to give it to Martin. Uh, Damn it, you've stolen my. <laughs> sorry, I could switch it to Kempy if you want. <laughs> uh, talk about both, but uh, yeah, I think Martin's obviously an excellent choice. Yeah, I just thought you didn't get a heap of reward for what he was doing, but gee. He- He's in the the right spots all the time. He's always front and center. He's he yeah. uh, presents for marking when he has to, but he's he's crumbing when he needs to. Whenever you think, oh, there should be a forward there, he tends to be there. And then yeah, we can't go past that big hit he did in the middle of the ground, yeah. which he seems to do once a week. That was just an awesome moment. Resulted in a goal. Yeah, laid a really like pretty much perfect tip and shoulder, which is hard to do nowadays. And then and then yeah. yeah scooped the ball up and flicked on the handball even to to really uh, put the icing on the cake. So, yeah, yeah, so, look, if he kicked some goals, he probably would have snuck some votes for me, but because he didn't, I made him my boy this week. I think he is, and the reason I had him down too, but I'll name someone else, he's the definition of what my boy is about, someone who, you know, didn't decide the game but just had a real impact nonetheless without being the star of the show. Yeah. 
Excellent choice. Even in the, I loved everything you did. Uh, as you say, that moment in the middle was the big one. But even in the fourth quarter, um, there was some real tackle intensity inside 50 and I mm. saw someone really going hard and I thought, who is that? And it was Jack. And he just, even when the game, we were up by 60 points at that point in time, but he was still bringing the heat. Um, and I, I think he's really hit some form and he's been our whipping boy so many he has. weeks in the row well, previously. So it's nice to have him on the other side. I feel like the big difference is when he was struggling, uh, when he was in the team and he was the whipping boy all the time, he just disappeared from the game. He had zero yeah. impact. He wasn't in the right spots. And for whatever reason, he's just always managing to fight. His patterns are fantastic. He's just always seems yeah. to be in a dangerous position. And you can tell it just, and yeah, it's, uh, he's been great. Having an impact even without hitting the scoreboard. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'll pick someone else, but I totally agree with that. So my backup didn't make my votes, but I thought Akers had a really good game. Yep. No, that's another good pick actually. Yeah. He did have a, he's had a couple decent games in a row now. Yeah. And, um, you know, against his old side, it was really pleasing to see. So good on him for um, turning up and, and showing them what they're missing. Um, I was trying to pull up his stats. 65% efficiency, which considering we often have a bit of a go at him for those lofty kicks. I mean, it's not great, but it's not awful. But, Six score involvements. Yep. Yeah. Did you hear him have 65%. a bit of, bit of a laugh about his delivery inside 50 on the... No, tell me. Um what they call it? The moon balls they were laughing about on the do you ah. watch, yeah on Foxtel. They were, the commentators were having a bit of a joke about his teammates used to call them moon balls or something when he was delivering inside fifty because he always kicks them so high. It's the sky. Yeah, but he sort of had the last laugh. Yeah, you managed to lay four tackles. Yeah. Okay. Moon balls. That's funny. That's so true. But um, just seemed a bit more involved and involved in yeah keeping the pressure on and those offensive movements he was good um yeah. who was your whipping boy this week i thought this was almost again? an impossible task this week i thought um yeah i've only got named one because it was pretty tough and i think i was really harsh last week <laughs> and i've, I've got <laughs> That's two what whipping boys about yeah and i got two and i think they're equally harsh i'm just gonna go with okay. hewitt um, and oh, I, that's so harsh. <laughs> I know he was the sub, but he just looked like he never picked up the pace of the game. And this is more about I'm just slightly concerned about because I'm you'll almost definitely come in for Kennedy, uh, Kennedy next week, yeah. and sure it, it just does concern me a little bit. So it's like a preemptive yep. whipping boy for next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, let's hope he's listening and he d- desires yeah. to. I'm prove just trying to keep him out of it for next week. So I'm just giving him a little yeah. nudge this week. A little warning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shots fired. Uh, are you going to name your other one or just leave it there? No, I'll leave it there because I want to be mean to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whipping boy being the sub, that is brutal. Um, I thought it was equally a really hard task and have equally been harsh because this person kicked two goals, but I've picked Owies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gave him it to him last week. Yeah. It's pretty unfair, but I, mean, I who just do you felt pick, like, though? who do you pick? He had a really bad miss in the first quarter after we spent the whole team worked around yeah. to find the best angle and the best shot. And he was right in front. And we've complained about his goal kicking before. He did end up with two, but I don't know. That's the kind of kick they needed to kick when the game was on the line at that point. That you was, need him to deliver. That was a weird miss. It's like he almost, you could tell he didn't kick it right. I don't know if he got his routine mucked up or something on that one, but it was a weird yeah. looking shot. Like it wasn't. Luckily, we fired back quickly through Kennedy. Was it that was that the one? It was the first goal, wasn't it, where Kennedy Uh yeah, Kennedy got the next one, I think. Yeah, running through in the first pocket. Got us rolling. Yeah. Because it was it could have been like we said earlier in the season. It can be quite team deflating when you pick through, try to find the best option and then he's in front and then he misses. So yeah. 
Maybe it's harsh, but I on think a tough day to pick someone. That's that's who I've gone with. Always was almost the exact opposite of Martin's game, wasn't he? So always got the goals, mm. and he laid a few tackles, uh, but you didn't. Besides the goals, you didn't really know he was there, and Martin didn't snag yeah. the goals, but like you knew he was there. It's sort of yeah, yeah very different. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. You'd, you'd almost take Martin's game, but that's odd because he didn't actually hit the score. <laughs> yeah, I know, which you want them to do. But, yeah, just interesting yeah. sort of opposites. Strange one. Um, all right, let's talk about the other players. Let's start in defence. Holding up so nicely back there, aren't we? Um, I don't know who you want to start with. Strong again from Weeders and Kempe. Uh, you talk about Kempe, your boy. You said you had some thoughts on him. Oh, I just think he's stringing together some really good games. and. Uh, one yeah. thing I thought in this game that he shows, and maybe it's because he has played forward and on the wing as a, as a junior, he played, I think, even a little bit of mid-time, um, mm. which was we often lamented the fact that he was too versatile for his own good at times. But I think you can yeah. see that sometimes in defence, which is sort of exciting. So you'll see him yeah. run and shake and break tackles that you don't really see bigger defenders try and do. That's um, true. Which sort of sets him apart a little bit. Uh, and he's... This whole confidence the back line's doing where they're just going for their, their marks, like all of them, is really suited him. Yeah, it's uh, made him look heaps better than when he's come in previously and uh, they've sort of wanted people to Played be more lockdowns. Yeah, so this aggressive mm. type defender. And he just, yeah, he looks super comfortable, moves well for his size. And, um, yes, yeah, he looks like he's just settled, doesn't he? Like he didn't have a huge amount yeah. of – didn't like – his stats weren't anything special this week. It wasn't like it was his best game this week, but um, – what did you make of that um, mark on the line that they didn't goal review? Huh? Yeah, Filthy I don't. Th- I think he play, thought eh? it was a goal. That's why I don't think he was going for it. I th- it looked yeah. so casual, didn't it? Very casual. Should have jumped and punched. Definitely should have jumped and punched. In hindsight, I think uh, on the replay, I think they got it right. I think don't think the whole ball was over the line. They didn't spend too long looking at it. There were some ridiculous calls in the commentary that were obviously f- they've had Fremantle. Like uh, they had Perth commentators. Mm, I don't know the mm. name of someone. The 50-meter one against Walsh, I'd love to see that again because that – sorry, we just sidetracked slightly. Yeah. But the commentator's like, oh, it's definitely a 50. But I, I'd i love to – they didn't play it again, but I think they called play on before Walsh came around and smothered it. Yeah. It wasn't like Walsh came around the corner and then they called play on. They called play on and then he then he entered the zone. But anyway. Yeah, interesting. Digress. Um there were a few interesting – I'm trying to remember. But there were some moments a, in the commentary. Yeah, where was, and having a dig at Acres delivery like, and stuff. The kick was definitely there. And yeah, like, there a few of them. I was like, come yeah. on, mate. Like the one where I think Luke Jackson fell over and Kemp barely fell into his back and there was another one later on. It might have even been Owies or someone who got actually crunched in a similar method and didn't get a free and the commentator was like, definitely a free. And it's just like, anyway, whatever. Oh, That's what you get when you, when you travel. Yeah. Um. And I'm, I totally forgot what we're talking about before we started. We were talking about, about Kempe um, and the mark on the line. I thought it was weird that it wasn't goal reviewed. I mean, I've seen much less goal reviewed, but anyway, very casual of him. I'd say obviously Young's holding down a spot because of this ruck situation. Yeah, which coaches box I think discussion for us. Um, but but for that, he'd be in trouble because I think Kemp's made that that second key defender pillar his own. Oh yeah. Oh some. Some juicy rumors doing the rounds oh, in the last week. Matt, <laughs> deliver! It's normally me spinning the rumor mill. The, the young, share. the young rumor, not sitting in the, the back line, the, not, not the rift with waiters. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear how that uh, allegedly got dispersed and how the club's not happy about it? Tell us, and let's just uh, the lawyer and me. This is all alleged. So we this have is no sources. Uh, this is all very secondhand information. So this is not coming from like any yeah. sources or anything, but it, apparently um, it came from Stephen Silvani 
he was the one who spread what? the information, which obviously makes you assume that Jack must have told yeah. Stephen. And the other part of that rumour that was because this was uh, part of a discussion that I was it's listening to. Juicy. Yeah, it was apparently that uh, SOS and Gov may not are pretty much not going to get offered contracts next year. So that was the, the rumour. Wow, there's a lot for me to digest there, and that's all you know alleged. We yeah, have which no idea I about sort the veracity of, of these comments. But I could that's sort of buy potentially Jack not getting a contract just because he is so awkward to fit into the squad, even though he does. That's heartbreaking. Play that utility role, but I would have thought if Gov was willing to sign a contract for a decent Surely. price, yeah. Is anyway. that just Silvani Senior trying to lure Jack to the Saints and trying to? You know, he's got some beef with the club, oh, think, clearly. Yeah. wouldn't even come into the 100-game presentation. Probably just a little bit of revenge there. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. There you go. No, thank you, Matt. Spilling the tea on the pod, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the back line. Um, I thought Sadi had a better, not that he's ever poor, but a better I game or Sadi typical yeah, game this week. Yeah, he had a game-high intercepts. Um, yeah. He seemed to be in the right spot a lot, using his speed. Very Sadi-type mm. game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good to see him back to really impacting the game again. Um, not that he ever plays poorly, but just back to being the dam- at his damaging best. Newman in his milestone game, he's had a, such a strong season, Newey. Yeah, he does some really good things. Occasionally his lack of athleticism or whatever catches him out, but every he does a lot of a lot of really nice things. Like he'll win a two-on-one mm. or go to the right player or force a mistake from the yeah. opposition. Uh, beeline the I ball. He's a smart footballer, even though we, we kind of joke about him having that grunt, and we do like that too. But I think he he think he's a thinking man. Yep. Oh, and G opposition players must hate him. He looks like the most annoying guy to play against. <laughs> a pest. I love that pest. though. We need more pesty players. I think it's good. Yeah, but he had um, twenty three disposals himself and nineteen kicks, and he's pretty. He's got a pretty reliable boot, uh, Newman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really strong game from him um, and good on him for racking up 100. It's been a bit of a journey for him and Charlie actually. Both worked hard for their milestones, obviously. Um, Gov's game, Mr. Might Not Get a Contract, kicked a goal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe his leg was already a bit sore from trying to launch a goal from 70 and then we just finished <laughs> him off. <laughs> Maybe. Gosh, do you think that... Um, yeah, he'll get up next week, hopefully. I don't know. It looked pretty bad. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed... Um, Just one week with the corky. Depends how... So we got a corky from Weedering if anyone's missed that. <laughs> I reckon it might depend if we get uh, TDK. And if we get TDK and maybe you sit Gov out and set Young back in the back line for a week. Um, yeah. But if we don't oh, get a... Oh, God. Yeah, but if we don't get a Ruckman up for the game and then Young's in the Ruck, then maybe we just ask Gov to to push through it. I don't know. It's, it's hard to know without knowing what his recovery is It's a is pretty like. important one next week, that's yep. for sure. Let's go to the midfield. Oh, where do we start, Maddie? Where do you want to start? There's we're spoiled for choice with the performance of the midfield. Yeah, I mean the whole midfield's just on song at the moment. Um, I think absolutely. Chera continues his fine form. Um, some of his tackles. Is he are, in all Australian contention? Do you reckon? Ooh, he wouldn't be far off. He's it's a long stretch of good form. Um, it is. Yeah. What really impressed me was some of those chase down tackles. He was. Oh. He's running both ways. Like he runs so hard uh, on the offensive side. He obviously runs real hard on the defensive side. Got some great tackles. A couple were unrewarded, but um, he set up that Harry goal with that huge tackle in the middle. It's just yep. clap in front of your TV kind of stuff. Yeah, like. and that goal he kicked was such a nice, got such a good decision. The option yes. not to to hit it because 
uh, Harry and Owies had run into the same space um, yes. on a lead, which was probably bad Owies or bad Harry, probably more mm. bad Owies. Um, Since he's our whipping boy, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his, his decision to go long, and it was from a fair way out um, and then kicked the goal. It was the, the right choice though. God, you, you just love seeing your midfielders do that, don't you? And that's what we've been missing, the nervousness, the do I pick someone, take the responsibility, you're streaming in. I thought the same thing. You could always see the thinking. He almost propped to kick it to one of them. Then he went, nah, stuff it, it's open. And he kicked it and it was just beautiful, completely the right choice, a beautiful goal, a real moment of the match for sure. He's um, he's having a phenomenal season and spoiler alert, he's leading the Blue Pod BNF and probably going to rack up more votes today, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's running away with it a little bit. Uh, he's just he's a really complete player at the moment just all aspects of his game he's uh yeah he's just been a a great acquisition thank you Freya for that um (laughs) another great game from um Walsh as well it's two games in a row that he's He's been really strong looking much better isn't he um some of that run that power running and a lot's been made of that still only 11 kicks but um 32 disposals so lots of handballing this new style and him running hard ahead of the ball really just sort of suits what he's all about. His ability to do it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's his way of hurting the opposition, isn't it? He's not the silkiest mm. ball user in the world um, and he's tough, but he's not like a massive inside midfielder. And I think where he really does his damage is, is when he does sort of probe into those open spaces and that got well. And create well, options. Yeah, and, got yeah. well shown on the weekend. And um, what do you have, 22 touches or something at half time? Something ridiculous? Yeah, he was yeah. running right early on. Yeah. Um, seven score involvements for the game, three clearances, 75% efficiency. Uh, s- super game from him. Really yeah. happy to see him impacting games again. And speaking of someone impacting games again, Captain Cripper. Yeah. He's His hands were really good this week as well. He was getting out oh. some of those handballs where you – you're pretty sure he must have thrown it. <laughs> exactly. 86% efficiency with his handballs for yeah. only five kicks. Yeah. So 10 clearances. Yeah. Massive clearance game. And the difference was previously um, in other games, you'd have someone hanging him off hanging off him and he just wasn't able to get rid of the ball or find a teammate. Yeah. It was becoming ineffectual. But the amount of times he was able just to – you'd think he was caught and he would just at the last second flick a ball out to someone uh, was incredible. It's amazing the strength he has in his body to, you know, just take that extra moment and be able to get rid of it. It's just amazing. Um, he's back at, he, at his best, a real captain's performance. Uh, it's so good to see after a down patch again. I don't know what is going on. These blokes that were, we didn't talk about Weedering as well, but Weedering's back in form, Crips back in form. Just makes a world of difference to have these players hitting their straps again. Yeah, I think that maybe we'll talk, we'll come, I think we'll come up in the coaches' box. I think there's been a bit of a change in mentality. No, lots of coaches box teasers, lots to be discussed. And on that, I don't want us to dive into the do we need a ruck discussion because we will in the next quarter. But what did you think of Young and Sauce's efforts in the ruck? Uh, I thought, oh, I mean, you know, obviously Darcy hit out a lot of balls, but. um, I think a record for Frio. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, record. yeah, It's a club record. Anyone, yeah. Hit out. Um, But I thought they did a pretty good job. Thought Sauce sort of he took a knock early, didn't he? But worked his way back into it. And um, Young yeah. was all right. There's a few times you can tell Young doesn't play on the ball much. There's a few times where he stands back and watches yes. at some of those contests. You can um, really see it. Yeah, when you're like, oh mate, you just you're playing in the midfield. You go in and win that. You don't sit goal yeah. side and, and sit watch yeah. watch other people go for it. But totally. considering you know we don't have any other options, I think it's it's not a bad backup option, and it it's, it raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? 
Certainly does. Um, just to finish off the midfield, um, actually, did we talk about Doc? In the, I never know where to talk about him anymore. Yeah, well, he's, um, he lines up on the wing a lot lately, so... Yeah, so mm. we'll go with the middle of the ground then. Uh, any game where Doherty kicks a goal is a good <laughs> game and he kicked a beautiful goal. Um, not that he was, I think Chera Walsh and Cripps probably were, were better than him this weekend, but another really great performance from him. And I just love it when he he's, he doesn't miss. He's a pretty good kick for goal. He is a good kick for goal and he enjoys him, loves kicking a goal and yeah. does it pretty semi-regularly. He's just super consistent this season and you tease the leaderboard with Chera early. Doc's worked his way up ours, I think just because he's – he is so consistent. He's always – he doesn't have too many mm. terrible games. And I think getting him out of that uh, midfield, out of the centre bounce, I think has been better. I think on the yeah. wing, yeah. working his way either side of the ball is a lot better for him. Yeah, totally agree. Very impressive he's been so consistent with a newborn baby in the house. As you and I, with our <laughs> respective newborn bubs, well, not so newborn anymore, uh, can attest to, it's hard to beat your best. So I'm very impressed yeah. <laughs> he's performing that well. Maybe shout out to Natalie for letting him sleep in another game <laughs> or something. Um, Kennedy, shame he got injured. What did you think? Uh, so sad. What injury do you think that is? Uh, yeah. Looked like a, some sort of, you know, ACL. Um, yeah, I saw MC, like something else starting with M to do with the knee. Medial, it's, it's a like bad, a medial ligament yeah. strain or something. Um, yeah, it didn't look good. Just I couldn't see, but it obviously got trapped underneath and he grabbed straight for it. So I'd say probably done for the season. I think most of those knees, stra- yeah. unless it's a God. really, really minor strain, even a minor strain I think would be, well, they say four to six weeks or something, isn't it normally, the minor ones? But such a pity because yeah. he was looking a lot better the last few weeks. He looked yeah. – uh, without having him and Hewitt in the same side, I think it just sort of gave him a bit more leeway to do his thing and um, he'd snagged a goal mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it's just a bit of bit of a shame. It is a shame. I feel for him. He, he was um, hitting some good form. So we're thinking of him and, and we'll wait and see what the – what the result is with that injury, but at least we do have a like for like Hewitt coming back in. You've uh, put the fire under him, so hopefully he has a great game. <laughs> yep. Um, and last but not least, I guess from the middle of – oh, I've got a couple, but um, Cunningham, uh, not as good as previous weeks, but still nice to have him around. Yeah, he was a bit quieter. Uh, he still managed to touch it 16 times, but didn't get on the board. Didn't get – maybe he's getting a little bit more attention after his few previous good games, um, but that's that sort mm. of – I mean, that's that why that half-forward position is so tough. It's it's just, uh, it's hard to be consistent in that position and sort of – Yeah. Uh, you sort of need a little bit of luck to go your way sometimes to really sort of have a good game in that get position. Get involved. Yeah. And Cottrell came back in, um, got a goal. Uh, it Was it – he came in for Ed, and we'll talk about selection, a bit rough in uh, Charlie's 100th, but <laughs> overall we've been kind of crying out for – Ed to perhaps make way. Um, and again, sold enough from Cotters. We need more runners in the side. So I don't mind having Cotters and Cunningham and these guys in there that do get get on their bike. Yeah, there was a couple really nice hard running defensive moments for him, but it wasn't uh, – he was in some really good form early in the season. He wasn't quite up to that. But it was his first game back in, so maybe he was just, yeah. just warming up. Not a bad first hit out. Uh, the forward line, we have to start with Harry. We touched on him earlier. Career high disposals, three goals, three tackles. The goals are following, but it's what he's doing kind of around the ground that's so impressive. He he was the pick of the forwards for mine. What do you think? He was. No, easily. I think he had an amazing game. Uh, six hit-outs. Don't forget that. He had Jack – Oh, o- true. Jack only had two and Young only had ten. So <laughs> I guess the ball did live in the forward line a bit. but That's pretty good when you look at it like that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, responsible for third of our hit-outs. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a stat you wouldn't have thought you would have ever heard from Harry. Uh, look, he just no. looked, I think, as I said, the, in the first quarter, he looked really confident. Um, he looked happy 
Yeah, enjoying his footy again. Yeah, really enjoying it. Um, and uh, so good to see. You know, not too much complaining to the the umps for for freeze and um, confident with Kicking his routines. Yep, yeah. No, it was just he looks he looks more like a Coleman medalist Harry than uh, Harry Vold. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, my fear, and I guess, again, we're teasing coaches' box a lot. We're playing really well with kind of the pressure off a little bit, the weight of expectation, no one expecting us to do anything. We play Port next week with a bit of pressure back on us. I hope that Harry, who internalizes a lot of that, can continue this run. Well, if you want to look at it a bit more optimistically in terms of like I'm sure he feels the pressure when he's kicking for goal. But with our defense playing so well, even at the start of the game previously, it felt like you know we sort of had to take our opportunities all the time to stay in the game. Whereas now, maybe mm. knowing that the defense is playing so well, maybe they'll ease a bit of that that mental pressure. It's not like you have to kick this because they're gonna yeah the gets gonna open the we other way. Always conceding eighty points, sort of previously, mm. whereas we've only been conceding 50, 60 points in the last few games. So maybe that'll also help uh, some of those mental demons. Certainly hope so. Charlie Kerno, hundred games, really. Great to see after obviously going through the injury and not being sure how he'd go getting back on the park. Um, kicked three, but for Charlie probably kind of strangely, even though he kicked three, a quieter outing. Yeah, isn't it crazy how he can not get his hands on the ball so t- too often, but his ability to hit the scoreboard is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's slightly like to see. And we've talked about Martin. I guess the last uh, Fogarty, uh, another strong performance from him, not probably as good as uh, last week when all we did was talk about him on the pod, but still good to have him in there. Yep. Uh, we did miss one player who I think deserves just a quick chat. I thought Weeders oh. had, had a good game. Yeah. Yeah, he had a really good game. You're right. We do need to highlight that. He's been in a really good vein of form. The defensive um, form from the whole back line probably starts with him. Yeah, he gave – Give uh, Luke Jackson absolute bath early on. Yeah, no, very good point, Maddie. All right, should we cast our votes then? Yes, we shall. Well, if you need a second, I can read the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, do that for me. I'm ready after. All right, that, so this is where it's at, and uh, we actually do have an updated leaderboard. So, well, we'll update it again after these votes, and then we'll post it on our socials. Where at the dot blue pod on Instagram, the blue pod on Twitter, and God help me, there's a new thing out there called threads and we'd probably better get ourselves on there, but we're not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one day we will be. Is anyone on threads? Can you guys tell me, listeners, do we need to be on there or is uh, Twitter and Insta enough? Anyway, Chera is leading the way on 46 votes before today's votes. Doherty second on 38. Uh, Kerno 36. Cripps 27. Walsh 24. Weeders 21. And then McKay... 15, Sarden Acres on 14. So that's where the leaderboard's at at the moment. Are you ready, Maddie? You've disappeared. Oh, no, I pressed the intro. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can't see you anymore. Oh, can't you? No, you've disappeared for me. Anyway, that's all right. Uh, We'll power on. And I'll see if Zoom user returns to being you for a pick. Hey, there he is. Everybody's back. Smooth operator. We just, have to, we just have to be able to, you know, the chemistry for the pod, we have to be able to see each other here. <laughs> Not a word I should be using. <laughs> um, just, just tell me your votes. Let's move on. <laughs> I've got all sorts of technical issues going on on my phone at the moment. All right. So yeah. uh, I'm just looking at myself. It's really, really uh, confusing. All right. 
Uh, and we we're shall, getting there. Sorry, yep, everybody. Sorry, All right. So uh, my votes this week. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, I'm becoming a bit of a – it's a bit repetitive, but I've gone three votes Chera. Um, yep. I thought he was our most influential midfielder on the day, even though they all had good games. While. I gave two votes to Big H. Um, good to see him getting his swag around and uh, getting involved in the game. Yep. And then I gave yep. a bunch of – I did a bit of a U-style voting. bunch of singles. Hey, you So I gave singles yep. to Cripps, Walsh, Doc, Kernow and Waiters. Yeah, very good. Uh, interesting. I've not given out a bunch of singles this week, so we've gone a little bit differently. I gave three to Chera as well for the same reason. Yep. Best player out there. Um, I think pushing for an All-Australian jacket, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, I gave Cripps two, Walsh two, McKay two and Saad one. Oh, yeah, okay, nice. A little bit nice different from us. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't hurt to have a difference of opinion. We'll post an updated leaderboard on the socials that we are on. All right, let's uh, – we've teased it for a while now. Let's get into the coach's box, third quarter. We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best, and that's what, as competitors, we'll try and strive for. That that lands a lot better after three 50-point <laughs> wins in a row. It's getting awkward um, for a while. Very awkward. <laughs> We're going to need to change it, although after our recent sound changes, I'm not sure what we'll be changing it to. <laughs> um, we have Cottrell in and Kerno omitted. That was the main change. Obviously, TDK didn't get up this week in terms of team selection. Give us the stats, Maddie, before we dive into some other discussions. All right. So lots of disposals by us winning the disposal counts. We, had, uh, we won the inside 50 count by plus 18, 60 to 42. So that's a... Big win there. Um, Played it in our forward half as we always like to. The, we lost the free kick count only just. It was 18 to 16. I think that's a pretty good effort for Perth. Um, mm-hmm. Hit outs is just funny, so I'll read that one out. 70 to 18. But we still managed to win Crazy. the clearances by plus six. We only lost the centre clearances by one, nine to eight, and then we won the general. That's huge. We're yeah. coming back to that discussion. That is just crazy. Uh, won the general stoppage clearances 33 to 26. We're ahead on contested, uncontested. We had less turnovers. Um, we had 13 inside 50 marks. Um, wow. And I think what about pressure stats? Cause we just, the pressure was immense from the get go. I don't, don't get the, I don't, I'll have to have a look and see where I can find I, the, what about just tackles? Have we, have we, uh, we had no. 72 tackles. Uh, they had 75, yeah. but we lived with the ball. So I think anything over around yeah. 55 tackles, I think would be around the average just as a guess. Um, so anything above that's, I think, sort of high. Uh, so obviously we're laying still a good amount of tackles. This was the stat that I heard rattled off, which I think was a season high for us. I'm not sure, but 18 tackles inside forward 50. Wow. Um, I love that for my favorite stat. Favorite that's a good stat. Bit, a good um, yeah. And that's the sort of summed it up. So just lots of tackles and, uh, winning clearances and keeping the ball in our forward half. Now let's go back to the stat that the stats uh, that stood out like a sore thumb, and we've been dancing around this. But Maddie, I put it to you: Do we even need a ruckman when we <laughs> get belted in the hitouts, but the midfield gets it done nonetheless? Or are we better to have someone like Sosin there and effectively an additional midfielder? Well, it makes you feel like you don't need a ruckman, doesn't it? Because we played against pretty good ruckman yeah. and free, and it made literally zero difference. I think teams yeah. would con on to you eventually. Yeah. I mean, Voss got asked this in the press conference and he said, we well, still need him. <laughs> but yeah. Do we? <laughs> um, and especially, I think if you look at the way we're structuring up, Young's playing like a, a, a main Ruckman. So I think you would still drop Youngie and bring in a main Ruckman. But 
Yeah, hopefully TDK is ready. It's amazing how much better your players can look when you just say, play on your man and don't let him get the ball and then we'll just try win it back. Like, you know, just it's become just one-on-one everywhere rather than yeah. trying to run these these plays or set up in other ways. It was what... Banked on getting the stoppage. Yeah, it's just what assuming it feels like to me. Sorry, they hit out. Yeah, they've just become uber yeah. accountable in the middle and we have a good midfield and so we're winning those contests. It's sort of, it's very bizarre. You do see them. It's interesting because I saw Darcy seemed like he was tapping it straight to Hewitt's man towards the end and we saw the previous week where they stopped trying to hit midfielders and I was trying to belt it forwards or backwards that's another tactic so yeah it does give them the um first uh, use kind yeah, of yeah trying to think of the you know the uh initiatives is the the right word it gives them the option on how they want to start the game I think which isn't ideal yeah. which is why I think you still want to have someone who can at least nullify taps so we're not just responding to what they dictate yeah but yeah i think it answers maybe you know when you, we've been playing two rucks um and trying to squeeze two rucks that was sort of the trend for a while but makes you wonder if you if your midfield's capable of of nullifying the other midfield and still winning regardless of taps you probably don't need to run the two rucks in the team i think i think that sort of answers that question that's a bit. true yeah. That's very true. And it also makes you reflect on the conversations we've had about Pitto versus TDK. Pitto being a classic ruckman who's far more, he does far better at the taps, but TDK offering more around the ground. If you just want someone that can nullify and compete, is it better to have the person who offers more around the ground? It's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, based on the last couple of weeks, you'd say probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, we'll see. He's all the contract talks, so we'll see what happens. You've alluded to the change in mentality and Voss obviously in his press conference spoke about kind of stripping it back, keeping it simple. Yeah, that's Expand. the big one for me. So <laughs> he's, he's talked about uh, player-driven and we, we've we just gone back to keeping things simple. And we always often talked about the previous things, the players looked slow and confused and not sure yeah. what to do. And, gee, it just the game looks a lot simpler sometimes when all you do is like have a one focus. So, for example, team goal is mm. to tackle, um, mids are cannibal, defenders beat your man, try mark the ball if you can, and, you know, forwards are also just trying to kick goals. But just making everything so much easier and just our method of moving the ball is just try get it mm. forwards. Like there's no, there's nothing fancy about it, but yeah, gee, it's sometimes when you just let guys run and play a bit more on instinct, uh, it just works a lot better than trying to run these very uh, predetermined routes and, and plays when uh, yeah. fo- football is such an unpredictable. You can't over-orchestrate it. Yeah, it's such an unpredictable sport. The ball bounces at weird angles. People yeah. are bouncing into each other. You come from all, uh, you know, it's not, two teams facing from each side of the park. There's, you know, it's a 360 degree game. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to control. And that's what Richmond did so well during their period of, of dominance was to just to embrace the chaos. And uh, yeah. as much as coaches like to coach and, and control the game as much as you can, I think the AFL is a bit unique in that you do need to somewhat embrace the fact that you can't control it. And I think by doing yeah. that, it's just really made us look like a lot better team. I couldn't agree more, Maddie. And Voss did say that uh, exactly that words to the effect of we've gone back to basics and the players have really enjoyed that. He he emphasised that the players are, whatever he's done, um, stripped it back a bit, that they've responded really well and it's allowed them to play on instinct and have more fun. Like you said, Harry looks like he's enjoying it out there. They all were looking so scared earlier in the season. So credit to Voss to be able to tinker mid-season, make a change and uh, strip things back yeah. uh, when needed. And we don't know... Like we have no idea what what they're being asked to do and all those and like you you and me we're just 
we're just avid fans. We don't so we, don't, we haven't played at elite level AFL sport or anything like that. So who <laughs> knows what they're sort of being asked to do? But you know, I can imagine someone like we, we used Walsh as the example because he's been running around like a madman. But you know, say we're breaking from a clearance rather than him having to stand there going, "Oh, should I now cover the inside to make sure that if we turn it over, it doesn't come back through the corridor?" Uh, you know, mm. or should I, you know, and then having to think about what he's doing. And now all he does is we get the ball and he's just like, oh, I'm off. Like just instinct. You know, the best way I can hurt them is to get ahead of the rest of them, get into that open space and everyone moves yeah. together and and it, it pays off. And, you know, there will be times when you get caught out. Um, Fogg gave a horrendous handball to someone um, on the wing, missed him and it totally exposed us going the other way. Um, yeah. So there are going to be times where it doesn't work for you exactly, but I think I can see how not having to worry so much about where you are, where your teammates are, uh, it allows you to, to react quicker and and like anything when you can see them thinking, like yeah. we could with Harry's goal kicking, like you know oh, yeah. something's not going going quite right, and it's a balance because with Teague it was just play to your strengths and nothing else. But as you say, maybe if we've drilled this defensive structure. Enough that it's a bit automatic. People don't have to think too hard about the defensive setup when it does happen that way. Yeah. Um, then on offense, there's a bit more freedom to yeah run together in packs and and also there seems to be an emphasis both in the way we're playing and the way Bossy's speaking in selfless gameplay. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing your fellow teammate into the into it, and I think Voss said people are doing that more, and then lo and behold, they're finding better form. And I think Harry's a good example of that. He was tackling hard and involved in the goal assist and then his own goal kicking followed. So I don't know, a few simple em- emphasis. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's the word. Change of emphasis has, uh, has reaped rewards. And the way we were moving the ball forwards, when I mean, we were all complained about it, but there was this slow, stodgy, chip mark, chip mark, work it forward, um, mm. keep the structure behind the ball and then try to get it into the 50. And it was just so hard for our forwards to – to score and get and win the ball in a, in a dangerous position. Whereas you look yeah. at us play now and, and we're playing on, uh, I don't know what the stats are, but it feels we're playing on a lot more than what we were previously. The yeah. amount of handball receives we get from people running past them. And, and that brings in all our halfback flankers, which we have an absolute mountain of, we've yeah. got, you know, we've got all these guys that can run and kick that weren't getting yep. used. So now they're all getting used. And then also it brings into the game all our forwards because now they have, you know, more opportunity, more space to be more dangerous. Just bring so many more of our strengths and players into the game. Just just mm. that even that small change has made a, a big and difference. Totally. And better looks on goal as a result and therefore less of this shocking efficiency in front of goal. Yeah, yeah. You get some easy ones. You get some absolute, you know, we walked the ball into the goals a few times in the last few weeks and we used to say we never get those. We're always trying to, you know, yeah. score from the pockets and now we're getting these little loopy handballs over the top to guys just running into the square, which never used to happen. So it just makes I know. the game You and I were going easier. on and on about how we made it look so laborious to get a goal and it was hard and now the last few weeks we're making it look easy to kick it between the big sticks. Long may it continue. Let's look ahead, Maddie. We've got Port second on the ladder next week. A huge, huge game. Um, obviously, we're in coach's box. Fossey knows Port quite well. Do you see that playing into <laughs> the game at all? <laughs> can't hurt, actually. I hadn't thought about that. That can't hurt at all. He would He would definitely have a pretty good insight. He only left a year ago. Yeah. They haven't changed that much. Gee, they yep. got some. Knows the coach, knows the players. He does. They got some good players though at Port. Um, mm. uh, Charlie Dixon's found a little bit of form up forward again, but oh, Rosie God, Butters. He... You know they've got a lot yeah. of a lot of really good players. Um, 
Yeah, look, playing very well. Playing very well. I think it's good for us that it's over here. Um, not yeah. sure if Marvel MCG, probably MCG would probably have been better for us maybe. I don't Who knows? It, we haven't played it. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not sure. Marvel's actually. okay. Harry's house. Yeah, Harry's house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a good game. Uh, they're on, aren't they like 12 in a row or something like that? Yes, they're on a real streak. But didn't did they get challenged and have they got a few players out? Yeah, I did week? hear they were beat up. I'm not sure who they're missing, but the Suns gave them a, a decent run. So Port won 106 to 73 uh, over the Suns uh, at home. Um, last round. Yeah. Oh, it was Essendon that they got away with that kick after the siren. Yeah. Well, the Suns. That's were, what I was thinking of. Suns were winning at half time until Port put on a big third quarter and then just held their lead in the last round. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a real litmus test for the team. There's something to play for. Look, we've done this before, but I heard it put simply by oh, I don't even know who someone. I was reading some kind of Carlton content. To get to the magical 12 slash 12 and a half with our draw wins, we can only afford to lose two more games and we are playing Port Melbourne and Collingwood in the run home. Yep. So you got to get one of those. You know, is Port the most gettable of that lot? Melbourne aren't lighting my world on fire, but, you know, I think no. it's a real it's – a, it's a, I think we're a chance <clears throat> if we keep playing the way we've been playing. But my fear is the pressure's been off us a bit. The, no one was expecting much of us and we've turned it on. Now everyone's heaping praise. And we're up against a good side. It makes me a little bit nervous, but but I'd, I'd love us to respond and continue to play our way even against elite opposition. Yeah, it, it look it's a tough run, tough run home. We play Melbourne, Collingwood, uh, even the Saints. Um, last game of the Saints are dropping off yeah, a little. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so look, we're gonna if we make it, we're gonna have earned it, which is probably a good thing. Um, yeah, and the fact we're playing Port over here is is you know it's, it's definitely the the way you want to play them better than better than going over there. So, look, gettable, um, but yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's obviously a tough one. It's hard to know. We've had these three wins against Gold Coast Hawks and now Freo, and it's hard to know. You know, we we maybe got away with a few things against those sides, particularly the the Gold Coast uh, Hawthorne games where we weren't punished as much on turnover. So when you come up against a team that that can hold you to account a bit more, will we still be able to get that flow on and play with the confidence we have been? Yeah. Well, the Carlton of old would have beaten Port Adelaide and then lost to the Eagles the next week. So let's yeah, so true. <laughs> let's see what this new new guy Touchwood. Carlton Jeez. team can do. Selection, Maddie. Um, obviously, Hewitt for Kennedy, TDK coming in if he's fit. Yeah, hopefully. I, I reckon they'll be straight in for Young. Yeah, and do you see any other changes to the lineup? I don't. Dow will still be out with concussions, I think. Uh, Please, he wouldn't have a look anyway. <laughs> and for whatever reason, Bins can't get a run. Oh, the other one, um, which might happen, I could see uh, if if um, McGovern misses, Marchbank's a possibility. Um, Cowan was named last week. Cowan, a, yeah, that's true. That's no, I'm just thinking March Plank's a little bit taller than Cowan, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, there's a f- couple options there. But uh, if I was a betting man, I would say uh, just Hewitt for Kennedy, I reckon. It's probably all set. TDK for Young. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. They're, they're being very coy about that. His injury. Yeah, I think they want teams to think he's on the verge of getting selected. Yeah. Um, but who knows? 
Mm, okay, interesting. Let's go into the fourth and open our mailbag. All right, each week after the game, we put a call out for your questions for the mailbag on Twitter at the Blue Pod, on an Instagram at the.bluepod. If you're listening now and you're not following, go type it into your Instagram or your Twitter and follow. And also, can someone let me know if we need to be in threads or not? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I need kids. to. It's making me. F- <laughs> It's making me feel old, Maddie. <laughs> I'd have to learn a whole new platform and I'm not ready for that. All right. We'll smash through just a few tonight, Maddie. Um, so, Demona says, good luck with your voting. What a game. Go Blues. P.S. I think we're a huge chance at home this week. Love the positivity there from Demona. Yeah. Uh, just some comments here. I'm loving the constant pressure we're bringing out throughout the game. <laughs> Someone else has said, this season has ninth written all over it. <laughs> Yeah, we are That's doing a bit of a, a bit of a ninth mend at the moment, aren't we? We're just uh, we're teasing oh, it, aren't we? Oh God, I hope not. Not after the least, heartbreak of last year. At least our percentage is decent at the moment, which now matters. Now we've had more draws, so yeah. they couldn't have said that enough in the commentary, could they? Um, how much better are we with Martin? Even when he doesn't get a goal, he impacts the game. I yeah. mean, I think we've covered that, haven't we? Yeah, it's exactly. All right, what we're, we're going saying. straight over to the twenty questions. Um, Mark says, is it strange that I was less surprised about the win and more surprised that Ed was dropped for Charlie's 100th? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about the fact it was Charlie's 100th. That does surprise me now that you brought that up and, and so is uh, Mark. Mark, thank you. Um, yeah, you would have thought Ed would have been a shoe in Yeah, I know. He flew over for the for the occasion, but they've selected him at other times that have been odd. You'd think they'd leave him for that one. Right? Yeah, it shows they also like Cotters though, straight back in. Yeah. Okay, you touched on this, Maddie, when you spun the rumour mill. Doms, who's staying overseas for us so we keep winning, says, <laughs> I'm concerned and angry Stephen Silvani will be trying to talk Jack into leaving. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard should we be pushing to keep him, 10 being whatever it takes? Uh, he's not a 10 and uh, no. salary cap's already tight. It's a, it, yeah, it's a really... He's heart and soul, Maddie. It's a really tough one because everyone would love to see him stay at the club. I would think no one got to hold on to those. No players. one wants to see him leave, but third he, generation. He's an awkward fit. It depends what he's asking, doesn't it? It really just depends what he wants. Well, and, what what's your what's your answer? It. One to ten. How hard are we trying to keep him? Ten being whatever it takes. I'm going a six and a half. Seven. Brutal. <laughs> 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 You're just worried people are going to be eight. Nice. <laughs> uh, he just he, the problem with Sosin has been the problem he's through his whole career. I know he's heart and soul player. He doesn't fill a particular position. I know, but that's very logical of you. Sometimes <laughs> you need these players that bring more than just strictly <laughs> what they they bring in a position. So I'm saying an eight. I love Jack. I don't think he's a ten. I think you know there's other players in that box, but I really want us to to do what we can to keep him. Tim W says Darcy broke the record for hitouts. There you go. He did to advantage. However, we won the clearances. Say TDK and Pito were available next week. Do we? And this is like three. Who wants to be a millionaire? A. Stick with the young Silvani combo. <laughs> B. Bring in one Ruckman, and if so, which one? Or C. Bring in both Ruckman. So if they're both fit, A. Stick with young Silvani combo. So no changes. B. Bring in just one of them, and if so, which one? Or C. Bring in them both. I like your logic, Tessie. So I think based on what we've seen, I would bring in TDK and Sauce is in pretty decent form. So while Sauce is doing a pretty good job as backup, I would run TDK and Sauce. Yep. So we're going option B. We've covered off the bring in both. 
Um, although we actually didn't mind it earlier in season with fair weather with our strategies. Uh-huh. We didn't mind the two. Hey. But now we've seen that we don't need it. It's called mainstream <laughs> AFL media. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got similar questions about the rack. All right, well, let's, let's move on from the mailbag. We've kind of touched on the topics that are there. Uh, and talk about your predictions for next week. Um, what do you say? Are we gonna Are we gonna get the W? How much by? Let's Let's just hope we get the W. <laughs> and it's I'm got, assuming you'll say that it's got to be a tight one. It's got to be close. So a goal. A uh, yeah. A, a doc, I was gonna say a point. A duck goal after the <laughs> siren. Oh, that would be magic, wouldn't it? <laughs> I hope you're right. Are you going, Maddie? Uh, I think so. Okay. I have, to check. I, have to check the, I have to check the calendar, but I think so. Okay, good stuff. Well, we'll be back next week, hopefully, after a victory. God, can you imagine that? Four on the trot, including knocking off, off port. That was yeah, a that, far cry from what we oh, thought. If we knock off port, watch out. Like, we thought the media was on us early. If we go four in a row and beat port, and then that sneaks us into the eight somehow or something like that, the... The, the lid will be off. It'll, yeah, it'll be crazy. It'll be satisfying. Damien Barrett, do you listen to AFL Daily? Oh, uh, sometimes. I listen to little snippets on podcasts. He just wrote us off, understandably, they I suppose, but pretty, yeah. bru- pretty brutally. And I listened to it today or whenever it was yesterday and uh, he's suddenly like, really like what we're seeing, you know? Cane oh, <laughs> Corns, Buckley, they all don't like us. They all write us off for the first chance they get, yeah. I know. Well, um, do you believe in a miracle, Maddie? You never know. <laughs> You'll be back next week. Uh, and if you've stuck with us through that intro uh, and stuck for the whole episode, we love you for listening. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening and we'll pop up when we drop an episode. Fingers crossed after a win next week. Go Blue. See you Go then, Maddie. Blue. This is a little treat for the outro. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs>